Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. You know what it is? What? March is the third month, and three is half of six, and six is the... Forget it. I ain't got time for this. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. Uh, I'm Joe. You are? Go ahead. Get it all out. Oh, yeah. The stuff I got to say. <laughs> say it. Uh, broadcasting from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University, uh, and the uh, state Louisiana was inside of that. So there you go. I've done everything I'm supposed to do here at the beginning of the show. I'm just going to stop doing that. What are they going to do? Fire me? I do this for free. I mean, come on. There you go. <laughs> that would look bad. Yeah. So welcome to Rock School. The uh, The topic today comes from a, an argument. I don't know, argument. I guess a discussion I had with a friend of mine who's also a real big uh, rock fan and audiophile, if you will. He posed the question to me as we were sort of waiting for something to get underway. Can you name any bands that have only put out one album? And I said, yeah, Sex Pistols. And he went, no. And I went, yes. And we went back and forth. And I said, well, never mind the Bullocks. And he said, well, what about great rock and roll swindle? I said, no, the Swindle album was simply a whole bunch of demos that were repackaged after, never mind the Bullocks did well, and blah, 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 and back and forth and back and forth My and back gosh, and forth. My gosh, how long did this go on? Way too long. Finally, the meeting started and we got to quit. Thank God. So I thought... Are there other bands that put out just one album? And yeah, I found a whole bunch of them. And I found they sort of went into three different levels. And they were bands that got a shot and sucked so bad that they only got one album. Okay. And those pretty much have been lost to history, at least the vast majority of them. Did they at least have one hit off the album? Well, if they stunk so bad, they didn't have a hit. They were mainly regional stuff. Then there were super groups that just put out one album, and I don't know that they belong in this discussion. I mean, I have a list of them. Okay. But the whole purpose was to just get together, put out one album, and then walk away. away. Uh And then there were the ones that I really think make the show interesting and that's the third level of this those are truly successful bands that put out one album and then something happened be it a tragedy which is what most Uh of it is or for some reason be it financial the band said that's it we're not putting out another album does that make sense? It does make sense. And for the most part, it's a tragedy that occurs that the band, again, that everybody knows, doesn't put out another album. And that's what I found interesting. Are you over 10 or under 10? Oh, I'm over 10. Really? Oh, yeah. Let's start with one. 
the germs. Now, you may not know the germs, but a real audiophile would know the germs. In fact, you may know some of the names in the germs. Do you know Nirvana and the Foo Fighters? Oh, sure. When Nirvana toured, there was a rhythm guitarist. His name was Pat Smear. He's also now the rhythm, I guess he's lead guitar because, you know, the, the, the lead guy in Nirvana, or pardon me, not Nirvana, um, uh, the Foo Fighters, yes. plays rhythm right. uh, pretty much. Dave Grohl. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's pretty much a lead guitar is now Pat Smear is also bassist Lorna Dune and Don Bowl got together and put out one album the germs is called GI okay <laughs> Joan Jett actually produced it I know what you're thinking GI it, it actually means germs incognito it doesn't mean what you thought it in meant. the medical field it means something <laughs> it different. means something quite different and it was gonna do well I mean people looked at it and went wow this is great the only problem is on December 7th, 1980, vocalist Darby Crash committed suicide. Ooh. And so the germs came to an end. Gotcha. That's where the stories are in this idea of bands that put out one album. Play me a song, mister. Here you go, germs, lexicon devil. I'm Rock School. like in the first break how my brain would not come up with Dave Grohl? Surely. <laughs> I went the lead guy, the lead guy of the Foo Fighters. Oh, Dave Grohl. <laughs> you get the mental picture of like Dave Grohl hiding behind a brain cell. <laughs> and finally, oh, I got it. It finally <laughs> jumped out and got me. Uh, here's the thing. I get a mental picture right now of uh, people who are listening to the show sort of tapping their chin, looking up at the, the ceiling, thinking to themselves, bands that only put out one album. And uh, immediately, if you're, uh, you know, if you're thinking of supergroups, what I'm going to do is wait till the breaks, and then I'm going to list supergroups okay, during so the gonna breaks. Okay, so you're going to do them in a, a completely different arena. Right, I'm going to set them aside just to the breaks, okay. and I think that'll make it a little bit easier to sort of set the show aside. I won't even think supergroup until the break. Now, I started with the germs, which yes. again, the average listener might not go, oh, the germs, and, and go immediately to mm-hmm. them. Now, what about hits? What about bands who put out a real hit? I, and again, I have a bunch of those, people that you would know. Let me start with another, or as the second one, let me do a group that had a hit and then went away. Okay. Thunderclap Newman. You Again, people may go, Thunderclap Newman, who is that? You know the song. The song's called Something in the Air. I know that song very Excellent. well. Excellent. And mm-hmm. again, if, if you listen to it and you go, I don't know Something in the Air, when you hear it, you'll know the song. It came out on the album Hollywood Dream 1969, and this album had an amazing pedigree because it was put together uh, by Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend produced the whole thing. So this it had no choice but to win. If you get a chance, take a listen to it. The guy who is the head of Thunderclap Newman, uh, John Speedy Keen, wrote the opening track for the Who's album, The Who's Sell Out. This thing can't It can't fail, right? Right. And on top of that, the darn thing has a hit off of it. No way these guys are not going to come out with a second album. Yeah. Well, what happens is the album, although it has a hit, the album doesn't sell. And there's bad frustration because royalties aren't being paid correctly. The band can't get together and set up a second album. Townsend is not going to produce the second album. Blah, blah, blah. And they simply decide enough and they go their separate ways. Wow. It happens. There's a Frank Zappa song 
called uh, Joe's Garage. Uh-huh, I know and that. And it, it, it talks about this band getting more and more <laughs> and more successful, and I'm sure Zappa saw it a thousand times, gets more and more just successful. Just falling apart, huh? Right, and the song just comes to a dead halt, so the band broke up. And you sort of shake your head and you go, why? <laughs> You're on the edge of success. So the band broke up. Okay. So that's what happened. So there you go. Thunderclap Newman. Something in the air here on Rock School. Something in the air here on Rock School. I haven't heard that in a long time. I know. It shows up, where I hear it mostly, mm-hmm. it shows up out of the clear blue inside of indie films. It sort of has that, I'm in the 60s or 70s feel to it. So it shows up in indie films every now and again. It sets a tone. When I teach film criticism and film history uh-huh. at my school, when I get into music, the first thing I do when I teach film criticism in terms of music i have about seven songs and i i start with muddy waters i'm a man hey don't don't say anymore why you need to do that on the show that would be awesome oh that would be fun now that i think about it yeah, yeah that would be fun yeah, okay, okay. I'll, I'll stop and right now the people out there listening going oh come on yeah it would we're, be we're gonna show. do that one i promise all folks. right all right, let's do one that kind of straddles the, is it a super group, is it not a super group, but I don't think it quite is. Do you know Jimi Hendrix's sort of one-off band called Band of Gypsies? I do know Band of Gypsies. Yeah, the album is is knocked down, blow your hat in the creek, mm-hmm. good. Hendrix without the experience, uh, basically. This is the idea of him recording at the film more East in New York City and then releasing it as an album a little bit afterwards with drummer Buddy Miles and then bassist Billy Cox. Here's the thing. Why is it only one off? Because, wow. Come on, guys. Do another one. Yeah, give us some more. What it did was settle a contract dispute with a manager. Aww. That's the reason. Okay, we did it. There's your album. Everything's good. We done? Done? Everybody happy? Good. We're all friends. Excellent. See ya. And then Hendrix went on. There you go. Here's Changes from Band of Gypsies on Rock School. Coming into the first break, I told you during this show what I would do as we talk about bands that had one album. I told you I would talk about supergroups during the breaks. Well, we're into the first break. Here are some supergroups that put out one album, and I have to believe the vast majority of them, that was the whole concept up front. We're putting out one album, and that's pretty much all there was to it. Blind Faith, uh, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, Steve Winwood. That's 1969's Blind Faith. Wow. There it is. One album. Derek and the Dominoes, Layla and other assorted love songs. Everybody loses their mind over Layla. Yeah. Bell Bottom Blues is my favorite off of the album. And I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Anything Clapton's in, though, it just sounds like Clapton, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I guess so. It's like a Tarantino film. Everything, it's, that's Tarantino. It's not a question. Yeah. Uh, Them Crooked Vultures. You probably don't remember this, but when the album by Them Crooked Vultures came out, I played that thing so much, I think even my automobile, you know, the woman who comes on and says, yeah. turn left here. Even she came on and went, really? You're playing this Not again? again? Enough. Uh, Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, and Led Zeppelin, represented by Dave Grohl, Josh Homme, and John Paul Jones, came out. Uh, I just, I played that literally to death. Uh, let me give you one more here. Mad Season, Allison Change, Pearl Jam, Screaming Trees, Mad Season all came together. Lane Staley also sang for the group. So there you, you have gonna it. You going to play us one of the super groups? Uh, I, I, maybe at the end. I want to stick with the groups that had one album and then something happened that stopped them from continuing on with the album. The okay. super groups, I think, were uh, the vast majority of them. I think basically said okay look we're a one-off let's oh, get yeah. together we like each other we'll make one album we'll move forward totally understand it go ahead who's what, listening to what us you do when you're super um <laughs> kskq in ashland oregon excellent back in a minute here on rock school Coming out of the break, let's talk about another group, and this is where some people are going to say, all right, you're you're playing around with a super group. It's not a super group because the group that two members went on to, although that group became huge, it didn't exist beforehand, okay? Okay. Have you ever heard of Mother Love Bone? Oh, I love that name. It's a good name, but it was... Um, it was I don't think no, I have. It was uh-huh. one of these bands that was supposed to be humongous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You looked at it and went, this is unbelievable. Where were they from? They were they early grunge. Early grunge. This was going to be... Seattle I don't know about area, Nirvana. Kind of thing? Right. I didn't know about Nirvana. Okay. But they were going to be one of the monsters. Here's the thing. Andrew Wood and also Pearl Jam members Jeff Amett and Stone Gossard. Remember, Pearl Jam didn't exist yet. Right. Okay? So, here's the thing. Founded in 1998, they get signed. They put out an album. Apple. Here's the problem. Days before the record hits the shelves, Andrew Wood, the vocalist and assistant songwriter, overdoses on heroin. There's Uh. the problem. So Apple exists. People look at it. This is amazing. We can't do it again. We can't produce it again. Right. Wow. Right. He was left brain dead. Jeez. And could not, blatantly, could not go on. Mother Love Bone. This is Stargazer here on Rock School. Dream of me and Juliet. Oh, Xana, come back again. 
It is the bottom of the hour here on Rock School. Let's do our names real quick. I'm Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. Broadcasting from the campus Southeast Louisiana University. Uh, Louisiana is the state of which it was, but you heard that inside of the school name. Okay, now we can continue on. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds, and we'll get back to bands who only put out one album, and I got a heartbreaker for you after we're done with this. These are the rock and roll dates, March 27th all the way through April 2nd. I believe you have Monday, Tammy. Go. March 27th, 2006, Elvis Presley's Graceland Mansion is designated as a National Historic Landmark. Read that too quick. You caught me taking a drink of my drink. Uh, March 28, 2000, Jimmy Page wins a libel suit against UK Magazine Ministry, which printed that he tried to revive his dying bandmate, John Bonham, using satanic <laughs> spells. <sighs> March 29th, 2009, Nickelback ruled the Juno Awards, winning Album of the Year, Group of the Year, and My Choice, Fan Choice Award. That's Canada. Shut up. March 30th, 1963, Leslie Gore records It's My Party at Bell Studios, New York. March 31st, 1995, 23-year-old Lance Cunningham injures four people at a Jimmy Page slash Robert Plant concert in Auburn Hills, Michigan. When he tries to rush the stage with a pocket knife, Cunningham would later claim he was trying to attack Jimmy Page, who he said was, get this, satanic. Yeah, there's something about March and Led Zeppelin and Satanism. I don't know what it is. It's March. Thank God he had a pocket knife, You know what it is? What? March is the third month, and three is half of six, and six is... Forget it. I ain't got time for this. April 1st, 1985, David Lee Roth officially leaves Van Halen. On my birthday? Yeah, a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, my God. Dave. April 2nd, 1957, Elvis Presley appears for the first time outside the United States, performing at the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. All right, let me give you one as we talk about albums that were only one, groups that put out one album. And again, usually it's because of some terrible thing that happened, and this is the one that, well, this is the one. This is one that is just a a real heartbreaker. Do you know who Damage Plan is? I don't. Do you know the band Damage Plan? I don't think I do. Okay, Pantera. The yes. rock group Pantera calls it quits in 2003, and Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul okay. recruit a couple of other people, yeah. and they start Damage Plan. Damage Plan puts out an album, okay? Did you like it? Yes, I did. In fact, I own it. It's on my, well, it's not an iPod anymore. It's on my phone now, but... It's on your cassette player. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. The album Newfound Power is out. And as a matter of fact, Newfound Power was supposed to be the name of the band, but they decided against that. The problem is they are playing in Columbus, Ohio on December 8th, 2004, and Dimebag Daryl is shot dead on stage by a crazed fan, and that puts an end to the... The band. Oh, my goodness. And the reason only one album is put out. Wow. From Damage Plan, this is Save Me on Rock School. Out of damage plan, I have uh, about three minutes before the next break has to be done, 
and I got a chance to play a song by a group called Minor Threat, who only put out one album, 1983's Out of Step. Here's the thing. Their songs are all less than two minutes. As a matter of fact, the song I'm going to play is only a minute and 11 seconds. Wow. And I know what people are going to say. You're going to play Straight Edge. No, no, no. I'm going to play Out of Step. Okay? So here's the story of them. They're out of Washington, D.C. They were active between 1980 and 1983, and people sort of cult status these guys right up. Now, when people said, hey, you're going to play Straight Edge, well, here's the thing. What was Straight Edge? Well, the punk movement is known for DIY, which is do-it-yourself. You you distribute the music yourself. You record the music yourself. You move your own equipment. You do everything yourself. You don't rely on the machine right. to do it. And you know what? There's something to that. There's a lot to be said. Right. Yes. I, will, I will procure my own audience. They will like me. They will support me enough that I can continue doing this thing that I love. You know, I like that. There's something to that. You're not going to be rich, but you're going to be able to perform the art that you love. I dig that. Straight Edge, however, goes a little bit farther into this hardcore punk movement. Straight Edge means no drugs, no drinking, and it even went farther with this group here. No sex, no, I mean, no anything. If it could harm you in any way, I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think they were even vegan, I mean, they if it was a vice in any certain way, they were against it. Wow. Now, I may get emails off of that. I'm not sure if vegan fell into it, but oh, wow. I know for a fact, no drugs, no drinking, and for, in some area, no sex. I you, mean, it was... You lost me a long time ago. <laughs> the drinking, is that it? Yeah, uh, yes. Glass of wine with dinner, is that what you're saying? Here you go, minor threat. And again, if it's very hardcore punk, if it bothers you, it's only about a minute and 11 seconds. Ready? It's not going to hurt long, right? <laughs> Ready? Well, it's like a shot. It's like getting your flu shot. It's only going to hurt for a few seconds. Ready? One, two, three, go. On rock school. <laughs> Coming into the second break, there you go, there's Minor Threat. A minute, I, I lied to you, it was a minute and 16 seconds. And wouldn't you know, of all the songs I'm playing today, that minute and 16 seconds required me to go in and put in, let's say the F word was in there, I think, seven times. Yeah, they had they had a vice. Yeah, they, they loved swearing. They cursed, right. And what it was was screaming about straight edge because it said, I don't blank and that's when well, they dropped well there you go that's when they dropped the bomb so yeah so it's I, okay to use it that way again i don't know anything about their veganism but blatantly about the f bomb i'm right on the money with <laughs> that one well we're in the second break and i told you i would talk about super groups that only had the one album super groups oysterhead that's trey anastasio uh-huh. fish Stuart copeland of the police uh, so they had that thing right there i'll push that no oh, i can't throw that piece of paper away Whoops. uh postal service uh uh-huh. people from death cab for cutie also jimmy Tamborello. And um, let's see, Jenny Lewis of uh, Rilo Keeley, uh, they're on there. Who else is on here? Uh, Psalms, which is Deftones vocalist Chino Moreno, and also three members of the band Isis. Again, the band, not the terrorist. Uh, Boxcar racer Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker of Blink-182, and also guitarist David Kennedy of Hazen Street, also Anthony Celestino, I believe is how you'd say it, 
on bass. Two years of activity, one album, goodbye. Let's see, who else do I have here? One Day as a Lion. One Day as a Lion, it says here, was created by Rage Against the Machine vocalist Zach De La Roca. Also, John Theodore of the Mars Volta. So there you have that one. I'll give you one more. Pride and Glory, this is Zach Wilde's side project from 1991. Bunch of other people from White Lion and Megadeth and a drummer by the name of Brian, I believe it's Titchy, T-I-C-H-Y. One album, uh, I have not heard it, but since doing the research for this uh, show, I'd like to hear it again. Oh, I do have one more for you. Temple of the Dog, Chris Cornell. It was a tribute to Mother Love Bone. Stone Gossard was in it, also Jeff Ammond, and uh, Mike McCready was also in it. So there you have it. Again, you have, as you discuss this idea mm-hmm. of bands putting out one album, you have the bands that stink. Yes. Which no one's going to remember except those who sort of like them regionally. Right. Then you have the supergroups, which I just talked about, which I think they set out. We're going to put out one album. That's that. Thank you. Goodbye. We're going back to our regular groups. Yes. Then you have the stories that we're talking about, which for one reason or another, and it's usually a sad reason, only put out the one album. So who's listening to us? We'll get back to our uh, our list of bands here in just a moment. Go ahead. That would be W-O-U-B in Athens, Ohio. Super duper. Make sure that you catch us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. I'll be back with another one here in just a minute on Rock School. Out of the break, Liverpool. If I say Liverpool, England, what's the first band that jumps to mind? Beatles. Beatles, yes, of course. Well, Liverpool has other bands, obviously, that came out they of did. it. Well, no, yeah. they did. Well, yeah, now come on. When you when you talk about the British invasion, you know, Ferry Cross the Mersey comes to mind. Let no, me tell huh? you, if it's I were Beatles. a band in Liverpool, yeah. I would say I was from some other place. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that may be a smart I, we're, idea. We're not from Liverpool. Right, we're from, I don't know, Birmingham. Oh, yeah. so you're a heavy metal band? No, we're not from Birmingham. We're from, uh, okay. Well, Liverpool put out a band called The Laws, L-A apostrophe S, and you may know their single, There She Goes. Yeah, There She Goes, I know that. Okay, the band's single, even though it had such success, it pretty much destroyed the band because Lee Mavers, who was one of the leaders of the band, John Power was the other one, he was sort of a Brian Wilson type kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He would sit and pick and pick and pick and pick and pick. Like I say to my students when, when we're editing video and when we're editing audio, yeah. I'd look at them and say, hey, kid, if you keep picking at that, it's going to get infected. Uh-huh. There comes a point in time where you sort of have to make your decisions and go forward. Yeah, walk away, right? Right. Well, this guy didn't. He pretty much lost his mind trying to get the album just right. And finally, by, I don't know how you say it, by deadline, it had to come out. And it did, and they had success with it. The reason for no second album may be because they just couldn't get it together, or it may be because, again, half of the writing duo, John Power, remember I mentioned him? Yes. He left, and he formed another band called The Cast. But other than that, it just didn't happen. 
Now the whole world's heard There She Goes, so I'm going to play Timeless Melody from here on Rock School. Okay, coming into the last break, I, I have more that I want to play than I have time for. So if you don't mind, I might have a little bit of extra time in this break because I just want to list for you. Do it. Do you remember Lauren Hill? Oh, yeah. Right. She was huge. She was with the Fugees and then put out the solo album, The Miseducation Wait, of Lauren Hill. Are you telling me? Yeah, she, just the one. No, she did not. Now, here's the thing. People are going to say to me, Joe, you're lying because she put out an unplugged LP, yeah. a live LP. Uh, okay, if you consider that a second LP, then yes, I'm lying. I don't. It, it, she did not put out a second studio LP, and I would argue that that's just the one LP. What happened to her? It says here she became disenchanted and just simply left the business. She couldn't deal with all of the horse manure that went along with it. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that amazing? A talent that big. Buckle up, sister. I don't know about that. Skip Spence, ever heard of him? Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. He was with Jefferson Airplane and also Moby Grape. He put out one single album by himself, 1969's Or, and then spiraled into a bad mental illness and was never able to recover from it, which is too bad. What else do I have here? Oh, Rock City Angels. Have you ever heard of Rock City Angels? Uh, I think it's the Johnny Depp uh, right. band, right? Yeah. Good for you. Yep, that's what he, that's what he did before uh, becoming did, an actor. Where did you pull that out of? My goodness. Yeah, Johnny Depp was their full-time guitarist before he quit and went on to play around with acting. Not only is he an actor, but yeah. he was a rock star. Yeah, he Dude. still is, man. Rock City Angels were Guns N' Roses. They were exactly... I mean, if you look at them, they are a Guns N' Roses clone. Got a guy out front with blondish red hair and... All of that kind of stuff. I got to go back and look at some pictures now. Oh, yeah. Poor yep. marketing, suspicious record company shenanigans. Ooh, I love shenanigans. Yeah, right off the cliff, though. One album and gone. Now, the one we're going to play, Jeff Buckley. You probably, you in the audience and you probably know Jeff Buckley from his remake of Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's Shrek, the one that's the in Shrek. Shrek. Song. Exactly yep. right. Uh, he put out one album, 1994's Grace. Now, there's a lot more demos that people have uh, packaged together and such, but he himself, one album, 1994's Grace, and then went swimming in 1997 in the Wolf River, and his body was found in the Mississippi uh, a few days later. He was 30 years old. So he put out the one album, Grace. Now, I'm not going to play Hallelujah because everybody does. I'm going to play uh, another song from the album. So that'll do it. Those are uh, bands and people that put out one album, and that was that. Wow. A fun audiophile fight, and it all started with me saying the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks, <laughs> and getting into a fight over the great rock and roll swindle. So that'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I am Tammy Burns. Here you go, Jeff Buckley, and we're done. Class is dismissed.
This is our last goodbye. I hate to feel the love between us die, but it's over. I just hear this and then I'll go. You gave me more to live for, more than you'll ever.